Shepherd Center offers a comprehensive continuum of care from evaluation and medical treatment to rehabilitation and lifelong support programs. As part of our service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. Animal-assisted therapy can play an important part in the rehabilitation process for patients with spinal cord injury or acquired brain injury. Shepherd Center employs multiple therapy dogs who bring joy to patients and also help with therapeutic exercises. My guest today is Mary Ashlyn Theed. She's an exercise physiologist with Shepherd Center. Mary Ashlyn, tell us about animal-assisted therapy and how is Shepherd Center enlisting the help of these wonderful animals? Well, it's actually pretty cool. Um, so Shepherd Center has partnered with this really awesome organization um, called Canine Companions for Independence, and that's where all of our facility dogs are from. And this is, you know, specific to our dog, Animal Assisted Therapy. Um, and the animals are bred and they're trained um, and go through probably two and a half years of training before they're qualified to come into our center um, to work with our patients and with our staff and even with our families. So how are they trained? What What is involved in that two-year process to make sure that they can work with people with disabilities and people who might not be, you know, who even might be afraid of animals? So Barboza, which is my facility dog, um, it took him, so like I said, about two, two and a half years to go through the training. So they start um, in California, and um, Barboza was transferred to Orlando. He started in a women's correctional facility with an inmate, and she worked with him for about a year on, like, basic commands. Um, they kind of get them used to different stimuli, so loud cars, noises, trains, so kind of getting them used to being in an environment that might be too stimulating for, you know, your quote-unquote um, normal dog. Um, and then after they finish there, they kind of progress on to another family who kind of does the same thing. And then following that, they go back to their facility. We call it Puppy College. Mm. And they do six to nine months of strenuous like, service dog training where they learn over 40 different commands to help um, aid in someone's independence. Wow. How cool is that? And I mentioned it in the last question a little, but what if a patient is afraid of dogs? So we're pretty um, flexible in terms of working with patients who are scared. Um, a lot of times the patients who are scared, they just have never really interacted with animals before, or maybe they've had a bad experience with a bite or, you know, some other traumatic experience um, previous to, to being at Pathways or at Shepherd Center. Um, so if someone doesn't want to work with our canines, that is completely fine. We will um, make sure to put them in a different environment so that that patient um, always, their needs come first. Um, however, if they do have, you know, an open mind about meeting them, we'll just kind of gradually introduce the animals, put them in the same space, and slowly introduce um, the animals in their environment, and then slowly kind of introduce them in therapy as well. And I would say probably nine times out of ten, those patients end up leaving loving our facility dogs. 
I imagine that they would. What a wonderful program. Are there other animals that are involved? Like, you know, we've heard of ferrets or things like that being involved in animal-assisted therapy. Is it mostly just dogs? So at Shepherd, we typically use um, our canines um, who actually are um, working 40 hours a week um, in our facility. We do have a woman who brings in different animals. So sometimes she'll bring in cats. um, She'll bring in different breeds of dogs. um, And then we do have a program um, and we partner with Chastain Park and um, an equestrian program. So we do partner with horse therapy as well. So what are they doing for patients, Mary Ashlyn? Is it just comfort or is it actual physical therapy? How are they able to work those long hours and do this type of therapy? What does the therapy look like? So it's different really for every dog. Currently, we have um, three dogs in our center and they all work in different environments. Um, They don't like quote unquote work 40 hours a week that they are in the building. Um, So I would say probably first and foremost, the dogs really, they do, they provide a lot of love, companionship. They provide motivation for the patients. Um, They're there when the patients have breaks or if the family members are having tough conversations with our therapist, you know, they're just there and they can be pet and they can just sleep and, you know, provide that support. Um, But, yeah, there is that other component um, added for therapy, which is really great. And um, Barboza specifically, um, he works, and I partner with physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, recreational therapy, and um, even sometimes psychology um, to try and find how we can use him to help have the patient reach their goals in kind of a, a more fun and unique way. Well, I'm glad you brought up, in a way, mental health, because a lot of what goes on in rehabilitation, and certainly for spinal cord and brain injury, is this depression, this realization, acceptance, anger. How can the dogs help with that? Because I would think that's where they shine. It's it's such an amazing thing, and I really feel like that's just something that you can't train. All of this, you know, wonderful training that they have is so unique and it's so great, but they just have this innate ability to provide this unconditional love, right? So as humans, we we like to give, but we also kind of expect something in return a lot of times. And with these dogs, they just give love and support and companionship, and they don't require anything in return. And I think that's something that people kind of are drawn to. And, um, and uh, yeah, we did an interview with a patient just last week and he talked about, you know, Barboza took away my depression. Barboza took away my feelings of sadness and my feelings of loneliness. And I want to be with Barboza during therapy as much as I can. And Mm -hmm. that's just something that, you know, you can't put a price on that. It's, It's just an amazing feeling to know that something that we're providing is really helping influence kind of the the mental health of some of our patients. Yeah, I just kind of got chills when you said that because I just think it's such a wonderful form of therapy. And you just discussed a, a, a patient's response. What are you seeing as far as outcomes for both the physical part and the psychological part? What do you see happening? 
So we see sometimes a completely different approach to therapy for some of our patients. So sometimes they come from not being participatory. So, you know, they don't want to be in therapy. They don't want to be in groups. They, you know, they don't want to talk in psychology. They, you know, they just, they don't want to be here. And, you know, all of that is, is definitely well understood. Um, but providing the animal, it sometimes, it sometimes just changes that outlook. So, yeah, sure, I'll do five squats if I get to pet Barboza at the end of it. And it just kind of links this kind of chain reaction of if the dog is there for some people, it just provides this this motivation that kind of changes their entire outlook and then their motivation to do even more therapy or, you know, say more about how they're feeling or what they want. Animals are such good listeners, too. You know, they don't have their own agenda. So that's what makes that a wonderful part. Wrap it up for us, Mary Ashlyn. You're you're doing a great, great service, and so are your Thank animal you. friends. Wrap it up. What do you want listeners to take away from this about animal-assisted therapy and the benefits, the many benefits for people with disabilities as they're going through their physical therapy? Well, I think it's really important for people to know how beneficial that they can be not only mentally, but physically. So a lot of times when we have sessions with Barboza, you know, from the outside, it might look like we're just having fun or we're taking a break. But in actuality, we're really pushing for and trying to reach those same goals that they are trying to do in all of their other therapy sessions. We just try and find, you know, some creative ways to sneak it in there, whether it be standing up for 10 minutes and playing fetch or brushing or even brushing his teeth or um, taking his vest on and off to work on fine motor skills. So there's so many different ways to utilize the animals. So I think if people just recognize the benefit, um, I think they'll they'll be popping up in more and more hospitals all over the country. I think so, too. Thanks so much, Mary Ashlyn, for yeah, coming absolutely. on with us today and really, you know, explaining how wonderful what you're doing is and how you're working with these animals to help people. It's just absolutely, it's a great program. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio. For more information on animal-assisted therapy, please go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.